Welcome fans of the Square Circle Podcast and MLW fans. I am your host, Marie Shadows. And on this episode of the Square Circle Podcast, we will be officially finishing MOW's Fusion Alpha. This is episode 13 that concludes the whole entire Fusion Alpha. Remember that on January 6th, which is a Thursday, that starts the new season of MOW. It is MOW as Tekka. So Thursday, January 6th, 8 p.m. YouTube.com forward slash Major League Wrestling is where you're going to be watching the episode. And I'm really thinking about starting a Twitter space right after so we can talk about the matches and you guys can be included on this exclusive podcast because Twitter Spaces now allows me to record the space and whatever we talk about. But of course, it's going to be about wrestling. Please do not include anything personal if I do decide to record a Twitter space about MOW Azteca. I always want to get my fans involved in the process of everything that I do, including behind the scenes photo, recording on my podcast episodes. If you guys have questions, you can always at them at me <laughs> over on at Marie underscore shadows on Twitter or through email squared circle podcast at outlook.com or anywhere else you can find me on social media. I'm not that hard to find if you need to throw me a question and I will answer it on the podcast. I always do want to try to get fans involved more in the process of these. But these are just straightforward reviews of the show, what I think about it, what I like, what they can improve. And then sometimes it's about how the overall industry can improve as well. But I do want to include you guys more on stuff. So stay tuned to my social medias. Again, the quickest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows. That's the easiest way. If you want to get in on Twitter spaces, make sure you're following me, my Twitter account so that way you can be notified when I do set up a room it will let you know and then I'll tweet it out of course that's how that works but again quickest way to get a hold of me or to know whatever I am doing as an update for all of my wrestling content at Marie underscore shadows I will also be using Ko-Fi a lot more than Patreon. So if you want to support me there too, there's a lot to choose from, from commissions to an online shop to just supporting me monthly or even a one-time hug to help me reach getting a website. That's great too. So www.ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows is the easiest way to support me. I am no longer using Patreon. I am using Ko-Fi. So that is what it is. At Marie underscore shadows on Twitter. And then Marie underscore shadows when you search for me over on ko-fi.com. All right, guys, let's jump right into this quick review of MOW Fusion Alpha episode 13 that debuted on December 16th, 2021. And yes, this is still season two of the Square Circle podcast. Season three does not start until after I have reviewed Wrestle Kingdom, night one, night two, Noah versus New Japan, and of course, MOW Azteca. MOW opens up with a video package of 5150. Super proud that they won the MOW World Tag Team Championships. 
5150 did not have to wait at any lines or play the backstage politics that we hear every single time in professional wrestling that goes on in the back. They definitely skipped the line and they gave Los Parks a run for their money during that Philly Street fight. And here we are, Danny Rivera and Slice Boogie, not only representing 5150, but also representing MOW as a tag team champs. So they are really ecstatic and they knew where they came from. They stuck to their roots and they came together as a team, as a unit and dominated Los parks and they're never going to forget where they came from and now we are in a new era of tag team champions with 5150 then we get our opening match of mow fusion alpha episode 13 where it is a featherweight women's division match we have holly dead versus willow nightingale and this feud has definitely been going on for a while in this season and it finally comes to an end on the last episode of mow fusion alpha which i think is very poetic this definitely felt like a fight with having willow nightingale just come right out the gate with a luthas prez to holly dead and throwing some rights some rights and left some elbows a kick a senton to Holly Dead. Willow is getting completely fired up in this match as she heads to the turnbuckles. And as she's climbing up there, Dax holds on to her ankle as a distraction. This gives Holly Dead enough time to get up, recover a little bit, and does a suplex to Willow Nightingale. Holly Dead then works on Willow's thigh by getting a couple elbow shots in her thigh. And then Willow comes back with some chops to Holly Dead. Willow ends up doing a missile dropkick to Holly Dead. And then we get a referee distraction. Dax is distracting the referee and Willow goes and hits him off of the apron. And then the women now collide into the referee. And this is where Dax chokes Willow. But... Willow did bring out some backup and she brought out the Blue Meanie. The Blue Meanie goes and helps out Willow and Dax and Blue Meanie are fighting on the outside now. There is a kick to Holly Dead and then we get stereo Meanie attacks, meaning that the Blue Meanie is known for his punches and his elbow strikes and so both Blue Meanie and Will Nightingale are doing the same thing to Holly Dead and Dax in the ring while the referee is still knocked unconscious. Then we get an appearance from Arez. He does a drop kick that takes out the Blue Meanie. The Blue Meanie rolls out. So does Arez. And then we get a double underhook face plant by Holly Dead to Willow. And this is where magically the referee wakes up and... As Holly goes for the cover, the referee counts one, two, three, and Holly is the winner of this feud, I'm guessing, but it might not be over just yet. But Holly is the winner of this featherweight women's division match against Willow. 
And this is where MOW takes a moment to remind all of their viewers that January 6th is the new episodes of MOW Azteca, a little mini series where MOW went to Mexico and will have amazing episodes for 2022. So January 6th, 8 p.m. over on YouTube. Make sure to tune in and watch MOW. After that little announcement, we get our second match, which is Homicide versus LaParque. And this feud has been really raging for a while. This is like head honcho versus head honcho here. Homicide is like the leader of everything. And Homicide is an amazing dude. And LaParque is definitely a veteran in this business. Worked WCW and everything else. So he has a long history of accolades in this business. So in my notes, I have Homicide doing a senton dive through the ropes. So normally a wrestler would do a suicide dive, but Homicide just takes it to another level and kind of spins while he's doing the suicide dive. So it's basically a Senton dive through the ropes onto La Park, and La Park definitely catches all of that. We get a headbutt and a knee strike to Homicide, and that's from La Park. Some chair shots, a flying crossbody to Homicide onto the chair. So one of La Park's patented moves throughout his whole entire career is to grab a chair sit you down in it and does some type of high flying move in this case he does a flying cross body to homicide on that chair so that's a lot of weight coming down on you so you're going to definitely feel the impact homicide comes back in and does a ddt to the park goes for the cover but the park kicks out at two Homicide manages to do an exploder suplex. Given the height and the weight of Lepark goes for a cover, Lepark kicks out at two. There's a combo attack to Homicide by Lepark. However, Homicide comes back with a neck breaker because he's that good in the game. And then Lepark comes in with a devastating spear to Homicide. And goes for the cover. The referee counts one, two, three. And LaParque picks up the victory over Homicide. Which is very interesting. You would think they would keep the momentum going because Homicide is in 5150. And after 5150 got the tag team titles that they probably would have gave this win to Homicide. But again, I ask the same thing that I asked during Holly Dead versus Willow. This feud between Homicide versus LaParque is probably not the end of this feud. It does give LaParque some bragging rights that he has a victory over Homicide, but I know that that victory is not going to sit well with Homicide. It's definitely not going to sit well with 5150. Eventually, I think for 2022, maybe heading into 2023, as we continue to see how this feud unfolds, because it's not over, maybe we'll get a War Chamber-like style match. If that concept of War Chamber can be lent out to other MOW superstars to end their feuds, like how we saw Hammerstone being the flag bearer of MOW, and his team winning against Contra and Contra imploding from inside. That sort of ended that feud 
for now. But you never know what's going to happen in 2022 and 2023. Which, by the way, I do have some new wrestling bingo cards over in my shop at ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows. And you can definitely play, I don't know, match booker, surprise booker of 2022 for MOW. You can definitely do that. Make sure to check it out. And now we come to the main event of MOW. This was a special match. As you guys know, all the way back in October of 2021, we had MOW Fightland, but then we also had TV tapings as well. And Tajiri was crowned the MOW middleweight champion. And so he is taking it to All Japan Pro Wrestling, which is his promotion. So MOW gets exposure out there in Japan. And this is the main event. Tajiri being the champion has put the belt on the line. So this is for the MOW middleweight championship title. Tajiri versus Atsuki Ayugori. Apologies if I messed up his name. There was definitely a lot of chain wrestling in the beginning of this match. And both Tajiri and Asuki was trying to feel out the process, trying to see who could get the one up, who can make a mistake. And it was very interesting how Tajiri being the veteran knows every single counter, every single move. But according to commentators, Asuki was only like maybe 22 years old. I might be wrong on that, but he looked really nice in the ring, really smooth. And he definitely matched the storytelling with Tajiri. There were obviously some like rookie mistakes, but probably maybe like two that I can count on my fingers. But then again, it was a really nice, solid match from start to finish. Aside from chain wrestling, there were definitely some powerful attacks, but Tajiri has been controlling the whole entire pace of the match. And Tajiri always had an answer for Asuki and vice versa. Asuki is able to do a back suplex to Tajiri, and then after that is a bunch of counters. Tajiri goes to the outside, and then there is a moonsault by Asuki to Tajiri, which looked beautiful. Then we have a missile dropkick into a standing moonsault. And then Asuki, after that, goes for the cover. Tajiri kicks out. Tajiri manages to do the tarantula on Asuki. And of course, because it's in the ropes, he has a count of five to break it. And then Tajiri hits a power driver, goes for a cover, and Asuki kicks out. And then while we have a stunned and glazed over eyes of Azuki, who's in the middle of the ring, Tajiri hits his buzzsaw kick. Down goes Asuki. And Tajiri goes into the cover and one, two, three, Tajiri wins this match and is still our MOW middleweight champion. The amazing part of this match is that I have yet to really pick up to watch All Japan Pro Wrestling. So here is my timeline of Japanese wrestling. I got into Japanese wrestling because of Kenta. That's right. The lovely Kenta that is over right now in New Japan Pro Wrestling, part of the Bullet Club, before he was any of those things. 
before he joined New Japan Pro Wrestling, he was wrestling in NOAA. And the partnership that Noah and Ring of Honor had back in the day allowed me to see Kenta live and in person whenever Ring of Honor would come to Manhattan. And those memories are definitely my favorite memories. It's him and Takeshi Morishima. Those two guys I got introduced to because they were part of Noah at the time wrestling in Ring of Honor for the partnership. And so my venture into Japanese wrestling happened from that. And so I learned about Noah. I tried to keep up with it as best as I can when I was a teenager. And then I tried to keep up with all Japan. Whatever Japanese wrestling I could find, I will watch it because I am a student of this business. I am a student of this game. And this is where my passion just comes from. I love professional wrestling to death. I don't care how many times I have to say it to people. I love professional wrestling. It's my calling. It's everything. I could wake up in the morning and eat, sleep, breathe, dream about professional wrestling. It's that addicting to me. And so my interest in Japanese wrestling grew from there. And of course, as you grow up, you sort of lose connections with things like I wasn't able to keep up with Japan and Japanese wrestling. So I was stuck with what America offered. And then knowing that I could get back into New Japan Pro Wrestling by getting a subscription to New Japan World at the time of Kenny being the leader of Bullet Club and then everything and then me just absorbing all that knowledge. And that's how I got into New Japan. So my love for for Japanese wrestling has always been there. It's just a matter of was it accessible? Not every time it was. So I had to make do with what America was offering. But now with streaming services, I can basically get whatever I want in a sense. So, yeah, there goes my little story and introduction of me being a fan. And I bring that up because that provides this context for what I'm about to say. The match of Tajiri versus Asuki had a female referee, a Japanese female referee. I don't think I ever saw that in my history of watching Japan, history of watching Japanese wrestling. Like that was amazing to see a female Japanese referee refereeing this match for MOW. It really blew me away. I was speechless. I'm used to males being in the spotlight. And I really do think that's like a small progressive step to including women other than being managers or directly being in stardom when it comes to Japanese wrestling. And there are people out there that would say that New Japan is sexist or whatever. It's their tradition and we should not be messing with their tradition. We have no right to tell somebody, hey, you can't do it because of X, Y, and Z. They grew up like that for years and years and it's up to them to break the mold. And they have been breaking the mold. Like this year for Wrestle Kingdom, we're having the stardom women on the main card. The last time New Japan Pro Wrestling featured women from stardom, they were on the pre-show. This year around, they're on the main show. That says a lot. That is a huge leap for what the women have to go through if they want to get 
recognize or some type of momentum like not everyone talks about stardom and there's a really good group of people that do talk about stardom on my timeline but again I don't have access at this time to watch stardom but again we can't really dictate our values and morals and what we think of democracy to Japan that has solidified their rules, their regulations ever since the beginning of time. It is up to them to break those barriers, not us to force it upon them. If anybody out there are Star Trek fans, it's the prime directive. We don't mess with other people's cultures, even though we did and we do. And there's a lot of bloodshed and America isn't a saint. But the point is, is that Japan is what it is. And they do a very great job of wrestling. And you can love each and every single promotion that's out there. You can love New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can love All Japan. You can love Noah. You can love Stardom. You can love DDT Pro. And, you know, you can still support every single one. They don't always have to mix it up like here in America. They can always keep to their morals and keep it the way it is. The last thing you want is for any of the women to get hurt seriously because they're not used to a New Japan Pro Wrestling environment. And I did not want the last part of this podcast to turn into this type of lecture if you want to consider it that but sometimes it does get me a little upset where people would just throw around words without realizing that what we believe other people don't believe and it's totally okay it really is it's totally okay we can still talk about professional wrestling and talk about the good that japan has done for their wrestlers, their fans, and everything else, and celebrate the fact that they allow women to wrestle anyway. That should be a thing to celebrate because half the time it's like back in the day where women were like not able to wrestle. But guess what? We came so far along that we should be happy. Of course, we could always do more, but time will come for that where we could do more. Like I said, this Wrestle Kingdom, the ladies of stardom, are on the main card. That is a huge leap, and that is a victory in the ladies' book. New Japan featuring the women of stardom. And that's because of the new direction that New Japan Pro Wrestling is going in because they are believing in making dream matches. They are believing in collaborating more. Before they had new management, it was basically New Japan and that's it. These guys are now reaching out to their fellow promotions and being like, hey, let's get together and collaborate. So for any American out there that's on the fence about being a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, open up your eyes and realize that they are making strides, but don't expect it to be at the fast rate of what you want it to be. I believe in New Japan Pro Wrestling and everything else that's going on, and I will just be patiently waiting until some other grand news and victories get to be in our laps. And so the fact that All Japan Pro Wrestling, a promotion that Tajiri runs, has a female referee, that is another victory in our column. So you don't really need to rush your 
ideals onto them they know they need to break certain boundaries and certain barriers and that's what they're doing i am extremely happy that all japan pro wrestling does have a female referee and like i said that's the first time that i've seen it so that makes me extremely happy so that makes me extremely happy and i know that they're going in the right direction they're just going at their own pace and timing because again in the wrestling business everything is timing we shouldn't have to hurry up certain things just because you want to get to the finish line but let me not take up too much time on this i just believe that words should not be thrown around if you don't really know what they really 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 mean and how to really use it in a sentence or try to get your perspective or point across mlw is doing a fantastic job and i loved recapping every single episode that was ever given to me mlw has given me a lot of opportunity in 2021 and i really hope to continue that opportunity in 2022 they are definitely an amazing company to watch wrestlers grow and they let wrestlers be themselves and i am proud to know some of the guys there personally because i've seen them on the indies i've talked with them i've hung out with them so it's very nice to be included in the wrestling community in the podcasting community and doing this for mow and just getting the word out there that you should go watch MOW and listen to my podcast episodes, of course. So that is everything from MOW from episode one all the way to 13. January 6th begins a new season. January 6th begins MOW Azteca when we head straight to Mexico. I hope to see you guys there. And I hope to know that you guys listen to my podcast episodes going further. Thank you again for listening from around the world. And this is the end of the review for MOW Fusion Alpha episode 13. All right, guys, you know that I like to plug in a lot of things, but just know that you can follow me at Twitter under at Marie underscore shadows. You can support the Ko-Fi page, which has a bunch of options for you to choose from on how to support me. When you purchase something, you're buying me a hug. If you want to do it monthly, you're giving me multiple hugs. If you want to do it one time only, you're just giving me one hug. It's totally okay. My goal right now is to get a website so I can have all of my content up in one place so again if you want to support that head over to www.ko-fi.com forward slash marie underscore shadows if you're listening to this on the spotify page please make sure to leave me a star rated review audio is anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast video is youtube.com forward slash square circle podcast and then my Twitch side is twitch.tv forward slash Marie Shadows. You have been listening to an episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys on the next one.